Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fast am I, it's Sarah Hendy here. Welcome to Spotlight, where tonight we're joined by the creators of island-based animation Gladys and Luna. I also have news for any poets among us who'd like to enter the 2021 Triple Poetry Trail, brought to you by the Manx Poetry Society. More on that story later. Thank you for joining me this evening. It's lovely to have you along. And if you've any creative events or projects that you'd like to come on the programme and have a chat about, just email spotlight at manxradio.com. I'm always happy to hear from you. And on tonight's programme, we're joined by the creators of Gladys and Luna, an animated series set on the Isle of Man. Liam Harris directs the series and Matt Bartlett is the series writer. But I'll let you both introduce yourselves properly. Tell us a little bit about what you do and how Gladys and Luna first came about. Yeah, uh, so uh, I'm Liam. Um, so I uh, so I come from an animation background. Uh, I studied um, directing animation as a master's degree at the National Film and Television School, um, going on to be a, uh, you know, working in uh, commercials and uh, within sport and illustration and uh, animation for kids TV and development, things like that. Off the back of film school and developing stories and projects, there was always a few rolling around that I wanted to persist and, you know, continue going. And it wasn't until I landed on the Isle of Man that that sort of became the next step and the next story to tell, really. Um, which at the same time is when I first met Matt. Hello. Yes, I'm Matt, um, Matt Bartlett. Um, and yeah, I write plays and films and TV things. And kind of, um, we met uh, in 2016 uh, on the Isle of Man at the film festival. We both had films in the film festival. When Liam gave me a, a sheet of paper that kind of had the bare bones of this idea, um, we both wanted it to be set on the Isle of Man almost immediately. I think kind of, and I think that came from being on the Island for that film festival, but also it just seemed like the right place to put it. It was, it was kind of strange. Cause I mean, I had the, the idea had already been because if it's based on, uh, you know, a family member in sort of childhood history and things like that, it was a case of that, that idea had always been rolling around and it was a case of when and where to tell this story. And it was strange because when we, we came over to the, to the film festival, um, you know, as soon as I stepped off the plane, it was kind of like, ah, this <laughs> this feels like the kind of place that this story would be. Um, and then, you know, getting getting to, uh, you know making friends on the island and getting to know people and you know and getting to know certain locations and obviously meeting Matt and things like that. It just things just started to fall into place naturally, which was kind of weird because that that hadn't ever happened with a story before in terms of you know something I've worked on that just feels right everything that was moving forward with it was with the right people in the right location um and and yeah and we you know obviously started to talk to people on the island about it and it just it started to drum up some real you know uh interest and intrigue and things like that which which has carried on for <laughs> four or five years now that's wonderful to hear i mean we islanders are all very fond of the film festival i know it hasn't happened for the last couple of years um but it's so nice to hear that those positive creative connections are being made you know on a humble little isle of man and so nice that you're inspired it sounds like a bit of manx magic was at play there really was (laughs) (laughs) yeah which which is wonderful i think um when when a project is this 
big it must be i don't know quite a terrifying thing to begin it so when you have a little bit of extra help from serendipity it must uh, it must really ease things along um tell us tell us about gladys like when you landed on the isle of man why did you feel like this was the place to set this this story and um and who is gladys who who are we getting to know here uh so gladys uh is based on my uh great grandmother gladys bird <laughs> who um when I was a young kid, she was sort of the, uh, she was basically like a kid herself, you know, it was the kind of, uh, she was the, the nan you would go and visit where you wanted, you know, a few cheeky biscuits and stuff like that, things your parents wouldn't see and wanted to get up to mischief. And it was kind of the idea that, so I grew up with um, a lot of grandparents in and around me. Uh, I lived with a lot when I was growing up. And it was kind of the the idea that obviously, you know, these people had adventures and, you know, aspirations when they were kids you know coming up in the you know 30s and 40s and things like that and those are sort of conversations that you don't particularly have with grandparents now especially with the younger generation coming up um and it was sort of that lost uh sort of lost communication with you know uh you know our older generation because i used to love sitting there talking about you know what she wanted to do when she was younger she wanted to be like an olympic gymnast and she was always interested in you know space things and watching sci-fi documentaries and stuff like this and this is you know this was a 90 year old woman and it was kind of like wow you know we we both have something in common but we're you know light years apart and things like that and that sort of spark i don't know it felt like it's been kind of lost since you know growing up and seeing you know um little cousins and things like that you know sort of like distance themselves from you know grandparents and things and i think that that connection had been lost and it was sort of like well mine was sort of i don't know if magical is the right word but it always felt like there was stories being told between us when we were you know when i was younger and you know it was like well at what age do you stop, you know, uh, aspiring to be what you wanted to be when you were younger? And, you know, it sort of led me to the idea that, you know, age is, age is just a number. So no matter what you want to do, and in Gladys's case of, you know, wanting to build a rocket and go to the moon and be the first lady to step foot on it is, you know, why not do it? Um, and, you know, it became, it became quite comical and, it was, you know, it started to, you know, sort of the story started to pick, pick up a little bit and, you know, piece itself together. Um, and, and in terms of the island, it was a case of where I'm from, you know, I'm from the Midlands and it's very much a very small area of everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows each other's business. You've got nobody knows your neighbours looking over the fence seeing who's had the a new, you know, a new three piece suite or who's had a, you know, who's ordered too many deliveries and they want to see what's going on and who's been to the doctors today and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like the that sort of very tight-knit community but also you know very understandable and recognizable as soon as i stepped off the plane when i uh, came to the isle of man i before the film festival i actually went and got a haircut and the lady who was cutting my hair um uh, said to me oh you know you're at the festival yeah and she's like well actually i'm working in the pub tonight as well so i, I might see you there before you know the, the event drinks and i thought well you got two jobs you know and she's like oh yeah most of us you know work here there and you know everybody knows everyone from this side of the island to there you know we know such and such and it was kind of like everybody I spoke to knew the other person or knew somebody from somewhere else and knew somebody else's business. I was like, she's literally like living in my town, <laughs> but on a island scale. And, and it was kind of like the personalities of people and that sort of vibe just instantly went, this is, this is very, very, you know, sort of the world in which I could imagine Gladys living in and being a part of. Um, and that's the part, that's the moment where it struck a chord. I was like, maybe this is the place where you should still tell this story. 
that's actually quite touching because I think um, we've had a number of films made here. Um, stories are rarely set on the Isle of Man and rarely capture that like, exactly as you're describing. That's the Isle of Man I've known for the 30 years I've lived here. Um, it, it really is so true to the spirit of the island. Um, Matt, in talking to Liam about this this idea, trying to trying to ground it in um, a storyline, I mean, how, how was that process of working together? Well, the, the brilliant thing about the, the idea is kind of, there's an 80-year-old woman, she wants to be the first woman on the moon um, and she's going to build a rocket. It's a brilliant starting point. Uh, and from there, you can, because you're going to the moon and it's quite an extraordinary thing to do, everything in between means that you can go anywhere. You can do anything. You can have what adventures you like. Um, and I think when we began writing, it was it was a it was a longer process. I think kind of we were looking at something that was kind of more of a film. And once we got further into the process, we were kind of like, actually, this this feels like it's kind of episodic. It feels like there's more tiny adventures you can have along the way. As, kind of, as Liam was talking, it was like, well, you have this community feel, but you also have incredible locations within the island. Um, so we're kind of like, we're kind of, we, there's mountains, there's castles, there's there's the coast, there's kind of like, so there, there's so many um, places that Gladys and Luna can go to that the series kind of has come about where we've kind of gone, well, let's, let, let's go here. Let's, let's find something to do kind of like, so let's go to uh, Peel Castle and kind of like sort of look around kind of Peel Castle. That brought us to the, the Mother Do legend and kind of um, there's so many unique aspects to the history and the heritage of the island that we were kind of, we've got very rich pickings in terms of kind of like sort of the, the where Luna and Gladys can can go on this journey um and when you're heading for the moon as I say you can kind of um you've got latitude to to have very exciting episodes but ground them within this community on the island um so yeah I mean starting point was fantastic and kind of I think kind of when you work back from that you kind of go well we can we can we can do anything as long as these characters kind of are lovable and an audience can fall in love with them. They'll, they'll go anywhere with them. That's absolutely wonderful. And in terms of the, the visual elements of this project, can you describe the style or the, the methods um, you've used to, to illustrate this? Uh, yeah, so, so I come from a, a traditional drawn background. So I... Uh, I through my education, I started from old school paper animation drawing. Um, you know, that's where you sort of you build your foundations for as an animator, or especially when I was a bit younger, a bit more so digital these days, especially when I'm teaching uh, some of my younger students. Um, but that sort of uh, that sort of the magic between you know having a you know paper. Uh, character and bringing them to life you know and see them move and stuff like that is that's the that's the sort of magic i wanted to bring into it so we will be um you know sticking with 2d traditional um obviously we'll we'll be bringing that into you know the digital realm as well um because you know things like this especially when it comes to series you know they they depend on um you know certain effects and certain things like this and obviously speed and and um, you know uh efficiency and things like that but you know, and it's, the thing is as well, it's, it's an aesthetic that 
I believe, um, you know, with, with the designs that we have now and the ones that we've developed, you know, since it was originally a, you know, a, a feature project to now being a series, it's changed dramatically um, because, you know, we've got to adhere to that target audience um, and also take into consideration, you know, where it's set and does that aesthetically fit with its location. And with the Isle of Man, you know, the thing that we, we haven't seen is anyone bring it to life the way that we plan to. Um, you know, bring it to life in, you know, in this 2D world, um, you know, with, you know, similar along, along the lines of, you know, um, if you think of like Wallace and Gromis is your established British, you know, animation, you know, set in, it's set in Yorkshire and it's got your Yorkshire accents and things like that. And then, for example, you've also got um, more recently, I think I've talked to these guys about it, Bluey, which is the Australian kids show, you know, which again, Australian accents and they're strict to their heritage and things like that and their location. And, you know, I was thinking... The Isle of Man hasn't had the, potentially hasn't had the opportunity to do that. And I think that's why we were like, great, well, we want to bring that to life and bring those elements in, you know, especially with dialects and, you know, certain um, elements of, of design of, of, of the, you know, the way the buildings are, the way, you know, where it's set, the little hidden um, uh, areas that you wouldn't normally find if, if, you know, if it was set here in Hampshire, you know, you've got, you've, there's just so much to play with and so much to bring to life and, you know, and, um, so I think 2D was 2D was the right way forward for that, um, and you know we've we you know we've got time now to develop with you know visual development artists and things like that in order to bring it to life and hopefully when restrictions are lifted we can come over to the island and you know and and do our recce and you know and talk about um, doing that and potentially talk about bringing in island-based artists to help us help us do that as well. Wow, that's so exciting. I mean, Will, uh, you mentioned Bluey and also uh, Wallace and Gromit there with their regional accents and regional quirks yeah. and uh, lingo. Is that something that's going to be part of Gladys and Luna? Will they have Manx accents? Well, that, that's the plan, yeah. I mean, the thing is, because with, with it's, all, it's, all, it's all well and good, you know, saying we'll set it here, but then going off on a tangent and being like, okay, well, they, if they, you know, if they then get um, broadcast through, like, oh, we want to set it in America, they essentially, it's it's for the people, about the people and things like that. And we said from day one, if this is going to be set here, it has to be, you know, with Manx people. Um, mm. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's important to us that if we're then going to, you know, pick out certain locations that, you know, real, whether they're real or we add elements to them to make them a bit more fantastical, as, as always happens in uh, children's television, things like that, that you, you at least stay true to what it is you wanted from the start, which is exactly that. You know, we, it, was, it was the people that made us realise, you know, the people in the location that made us realise this is where this story should be told. Um, and the way that our characters behave, you know, and their interactions with each other is... is is exactly the way that we, uh, you know, it's the same way we saw when we were, you know, when we visited on the on the occasions that we have done. And it's like, well, why leave that? That's, you know, that's, it's it's already there. It's golden. It's like, you know, I, I don't see a reason to change that. So we were, you know, we said from the start that we'd like something we wouldn't want to change. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. If you've just joined us, tonight we're speaking to Liam Harris and Matt Bartlett, creators of Gladys and Luna, which is a charming animation set on the Isle of Man. Now, I'm lucky enough to have seen programme synopses for the first few episodes and straight off the bat, it's clear that Gladys and Luna have a really special relationship as grandmother and granddaughter. And I feel like it adds real heart to the stories. Was that cross-generational connection a big focus for you both? Yeah, I think so. I think kind of 
similarly to i mean i i grew up in portsmouth um and my whole family is in portsmouth we used to be around my grandparents kind of every week and i had that similar kind of relationship with the older generation um not in that we would discuss kind of things that they would that they aspired to when they were younger um but it was a very close relationship um between myself and, and my grandparents and it's possible that kind of with the um the way people move around the country now that you're not in um your hometown anymore um i know i'm not I'm, and i live just outside me manchester ne- now me neither um <laughs> yeah and 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 it's possible that um i've just i've got a um, five month old daughter and and she hasn't met her grandparents yet, and which is quite hard. But also, um, it, it's something that definitely with um, with with Gladys and Luna, um, I think both myself and Liam were, were very keen to show a very positive relationship between the older generation and the younger generation, um, because there are so many things you learn from an older generation. Um, and and vice versa. I think kind of that's the great thing about Luna is that Luna is kind of smart and brave, and um, she, she has these great qualities. She's a very kind kind of character. Um, that Gladys and Luna both learn about what it means to be old and young, um, and we definitely wanted that to be part of the show. A lot of families also deal with that. They also kind of like sort of deal with a grandparent looking after. Um, their children's children. It's reflective of how society lives. And um, I think that was uh, an important aspect of the show um, for, for both myself and Liam. Yeah, and I'm sure something that has been highlighted through the pandemic, I mean, you're just sharing your personal situation there. And I think that's something that so many people can relate to. I mean, the doors have been shut to the Isle of Man for over a year now. We're mm. looking forward to welcoming friends, family, visitors back speaking to different creatives on and off the island, it, people's experiences are so vastly different. For some people who work in a little workshop at the bottom of the garden, it's barely changed a thing at all. And then for a fashion photographer, they've had to relocate. They've had to, they've had to completely um, pivot their business and their approach to things because it's, you know, there was no industry left for a while. What's it, what's it been like for you? Uh, so for me, if, uh, in my own, my own work, separate to Gladys, I think it's, it's pretty much remained the same, actually. Um, obviously being, you know, uh, freelance and, you know, doing, uh, projects that, you know, pop up here and there, it's a case of, you know, you just move on from one to the other. And the, the great thing about the animation industry is that you can work from home. Um, you know, you, I think pretty much most animators, um, and illustrators have got their own software these days and, you know, they've got, you know, a setup of some sort. So, you know, the animation industry has been able to carry on where live action hasn't. Um, so, you know, we've, in, in that sense, we've actually been, you know, I think it was the middle of last year to the end of, you know, until Christmas. That's the busiest I've been for such a long time because, you know, um, live action uh, projects were looking for, you know, somewhere for their projects to land. And animation is a great one because we can still do, do it all here, um, you know, and do it to the quality that they're looking for. But, um, but in, terms of, in terms of Gladys, it was, a, it was a case of obviously we wanted to sort of get the ball rolling a little bit quicker in terms of, you know, coming on the island, going out and meeting people, understanding a bit more about the culture and visiting more locations that we didn't get a chance to before before the lockdown. Um, 
that side of it obviously was disrupted a little bit, but we, you know, we've still held, you know, talks with people that we, you know, friends that we have on the island, um, you know, to learn more about things like that. And so that hasn't stopped us in pursuit of doing those things. Obviously, it just means physically we, you know, we, we've been unable to be there and, you know, bring our artist over and things like that. Um, but that's definitely top of our list next. So we'll, we'll be over when we're allowed to. Yeah, similarly, the bulk of my work is at home because uh, I write um, and um, the biggest disruption, I think probably in the last year is having a baby. Um, that was, uh, that's quite a big one. It is hard to kind of, because uh, I make films as well and that's not been, not been possible. You are able to kind of get onto a set nowadays. And also kind of being, as a writer, you kind of, you thrive on hearing conversations. You thrive on meeting characters. Um, uh, you thrive on coffee in the coffee shops. Um, you, you hope that your imagination is strong enough to kind of deal with uh, being in, in, in isolation. Um, but you also, you you crave other people and like sort of when you when you write you you need actors you need kind of um people to read and you can do those things obviously kind of we're doing this via um the power of the internet um but it's not the same as meeting someone in real life and kind of having that connection with uh, with material um and looking someone in the eye and them saying that was terrible or <laughs> hopefully they say that was great um but yeah, that's that's the biggest. Um, that's been the biggest kind of hurdle, I suppose, is kind of that you're not um, you're not able to be in a room with people. Which I know a lot of people who struggled a, a huge amount to kind of to come up with anything creative in the last year. But yeah, um, we're hopefully we're kind of moving through this, and we'll be we'll be out the other side, um, and then we can come to the island and kind of do the thing we wanted to do um which is get to know kind of like sort of the locations get to know some people and kind of um make sure that we're doing the story justice for the isle of man and not only for us but also for the isle of man because as i said like sort of early on kind of we we absolutely loved being there <laughs> it was such a um bonding experience for myself and liam that this story was kind of um, it seemed fated that this story would be on there, um, would be uh, located on the island. Well, we can't wait to welcome you. Um, the 28th of June is when the, the borders reopen. So hopefully you'll be able to come and visit during the summer when the weather is usually better. And you can yeah get the most out of the Isle of Man. We really look forward to that. It'd be lovely to yeah, hear 100%. your impression of the Isle of Man when you've been and you've done your recce and had your visit and everything. So give us a shout. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be different to see in the in the obviously when we were there, it was a case of we were, you know, talking to people about the process really early on. So it would be interesting to go back, seeing it through the eyes of people who are in in the development stages now and, and looking out for those specific things. One thing I didn't mention is the fact that we it took us by surprise and it was unintentional. Um, the connection between, you know, the whole rocket launch and the space aspect of the show and the space race aspect of the island, you know, and the history with that. So when we came across that, we sort of looked at each other and went, 
what are the chances? Um, and, you know, and, and the sort of like um, the hush hush when it comes to talking about that sort of history. And it's really, really interesting when we, you know, when we're talking to people on the island about it. So that's another big aspect we're looking forward to talking to people about. Thanks so much to Matt and to Liam for their time this evening. We can't wait to see the finished article and I'll be sure to update you when that becomes available. But if you missed any of today's conversation and you'd like to hear more, head to the Manx Radio website or your favourite place to stream podcasts and you'll see this week's episode of Spotlight, which you can also subscribe to, by the way. And a quick public announcement before we go. The Isle of Man Poetry Society's annual poetry trail has tripled in size. So if you'd like to see your work on display around Douglas... Peel or Laxey, pick up an entry form from your local library or email bethany at manxcat.org.uk. If you have any trouble with that, just contact Manx Radio and I'll be sure to put you in touch. Do join me again next week when I'll be finding out about three student bursaries available through the Isle of Man Arts Council. In the meantime, have a lovely creative week. Slen you.